How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the XIX podcast, the Play XIX podcast. Um, just so stoked right now on the podcast, what's happening and what's going on. Um, we've had a lot of movement in the last few months uh, with things that were going on, rebooting, getting a huge launch for a really, really cool line in 2021, um, refocusing on being able to create the coolest headwear in the world, kind of spicing up the golf game. Um, but you know, the main thing that we've been successful at is having really cool guests on in our podcast and kind of unpacking who they are, what their why is, um, and kind of their aspirations and, and their desires, um, uh, within their own personal lives and how that's affecting, um, the lives of those around them, whether it's in the industry of golf or not. Um, just so stoked today. I have Thomas Ryan on the podcast and, you know, we're going to jump right into question number two because I was having some audio issues. So. Um, Thomas is going to go right into question two. The, the first question I usually ask is to get a background on, on who the guest is. So um, this one was pre-recorded. I had some issues with the audio early on. My apologies to Thomas and, and to all of you that are listening, but we're going to jump right in with him uh, on question two, and then he's going to get back to kind of his background and, and who he is after question number six. You'll see as we transition to that. But I couldn't say better things about Thomas. He is a, a man of integrity. Um, he's married. He's the oldest sibling of three. Um, his parents spent so much time in, with him as a youth, encouraging his creative side, whether it was his mom getting involved with the piano at a very young age or his father taking the time to stoke the fire of his creative, uh, uh, his creative ambitions with uh, video editing and, and, and photography and, and videoing. So um, just a really, really good dude. Um, I really am happy that we did this podcast, really happy to be able to know this guy. And I'm gonna have to get out of Southern California and play some golf with him soon. So thanks Will Mayo for giving us a great referral. Thomas is going to pick up right at question number two. Um, couldn't say better things about this guy. Awesome. Awesome. Solid dude. Uh, go follow him. It's at R E I T E N. Uh, it's a picture of him with sunglasses on with a hat backwards. Cause he's a gangster. All right, pick it up at question number two with Thomas. All right, so with the background of everything um, that kind of made you who you are today, it's kind of hard to brag about yourself. But, you know, question number two um, is like, who have you worked with, man? I know for a guy like yourself, it's kind of hard. Um, you're a very humble guy. But, you know, this is your opportunity to really tell us like, hey, you know, I was a part of this. I was a part of that. Give us some of that journey of like where you're at today and kind of how you got there. Would you mind going into that for me? Yeah, totally. Uh, I got my start in the industry as a runner at a production company, basically just driving hard drives and uh, HD tapes around town, dropping them off at studios and just kind of, you know, being that errand guy. And then uh, from there, I, I put myself out, at, out there at the company I was at and, and got a job as an assistant editor. And that was kind of the first step, um, first kind of direction into post-production. Um, I had worked on sets before, but I knew that editing and the post side was kind of where my interests were and, and was just more creative to me. And so I, I was an assistant editor at this, uh, in this department and we did, um, we did behind the scenes content for film and TV. Got to work on some, some really awesome projects. Um, we did, uh, the Hobbit movie vlogs that came out back in the day. Um, probably the the most fun I, I've ever had at that job was being able to work on the uh, final season of Breaking Bad and doing the behind the scenes content for that. 
it was uh it was a show that uh that i had loved and um it was like it was it was wild to kind of drop into this job and and be thrown into uh into that project um and so that was a real highlight and uh i mean that that job whenever when i look back at it it really um it came from uh it come from but I, I was referred to the job by a buddy that i went to film school with and it was like the first time that i realized the power of networking and, and just you know being re- relational and and doing and interacting with people because um you know had i not like met this guy gone to the film school that i had and you know, put myself out there personally, wouldn't have had the referral. And so it kind of like set off this, this post-production kind of circuit for me. And, and, uh, every job that I've had, I've only worked, you know, like two, three years, um, in that specific like area at most. And then I move on. So I feel fortunate to kind of have had a, a mixed bag of, you know, different editing jobs. I worked in reality TV for a little bit. I worked in casting, um, I was fortunate to work at Apple Music for a couple of years, video editing over there, um, and then more recently in the golf space. Yeah, and, and real quick, out of curiosity, um, you you had mentioned your um, school that you went to. What was the film school you ended up going to? Yeah, I went to a trade school here in LA called the LA Film School. It's yeah. a uh, it's a year round program, and um, pretty much. I uh, just learned everything about filmmaking, really small class sizes. And um, it was just kind of a, a good, you know, as opposed to a four-year university, it was it was a perfect fit for me for what I wanted to do. Now, and it's so interesting because we had talked previously on the podcast about, you know, your parents stoking that fire in you to, you know, work on your creative side and, and to make sure that you were, you know, invested into music and, and your father taking the time to make sure that you got in you know, the right equipment to make sure that you were, you know, on your, your path. Now, what's also interesting too is, is, you know, I didn't ask too much of a schooling background, but with that particular trade school, if you would, right, or, or like one-year school to really develop that skill, I think there's so many people out there that, one, put an age category on their ability to learn, like, I can't go back and learn something or it's going to take too much time. And or there's a lot of young people out there that feel that, you know, the four-year system is exactly what they have to do. I think that what was really cool from hearing, you know, what you've said so far is, is that regardless of, you know, your previous education, you knew what you wanted to do and you went into a place that specialized on teaching you that particular skill. What do you think gave you uh, the encouragement to just go for that? And, and you said that through networking, you've created these relationships. Um, being there at that time, was that important to the role that you play now uh, with what you do for work? Yeah, I think I found this school basically because I was out of options. Like I had done two years of community college and it was like, all right, what's next? My grades aren't good enough to get into these universities. You know, it's like I I would apply to the film school of a college, but not not get into the main college. So it was kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of like the last hope of like being able to, to go to school, I think. Um, and so, yeah, we found this, this LA film school and, um, took a tour of it and and just kind of made sense. You know, I loved that I didn't spend a lot of time, you know, four years kind of going through the, the motions of college. Um, 
I'm glad that it was like a one and done kind of thing and that I was able to get out and, and start working. And, uh, the friends that I, that I, um, you know, met at that school in my class were like just really quality people that were, you know, from all over the country and were kind of, we all had this interest in like filmmaking and creativity and, um, just, just made a, a couple good buddies there. Um, some that I still keep in touch with today. And, uh, so that was kind of the, like, you know, the, the groundwork of, you know, moving on to that next phase of, of career. In LA at that time, you know, you're cruising around, you know, give me a context, you know, through that process, you, you said it was about every couple of years you would move into a new project, you know, post-school, you were doing the things, uh, you know, you're, you're running around for a year, kind of working your way up into the spectrum of them being, you know, on a set for a movie or Breaking Bad and, and doing some editing and stuff. Um, do you feel that the encouragement you were given, um, you know, as a youngster to just chase those things is what gave you that fearlessness to continue finding ways to put yourself in positions to be successful and take those chances? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think too, man, like the, the industry is, it's, it's so crazy. Like there's, you know, nothing is consistent. Nothing stays the same. So it's this, it's this ever changing, like monster of a business that, um, that doesn't have a, a playbook, you know, there's no one way to, to master it or to navigate or to, you know, find opportunities. And when I look back, like a lot of the jobs that, um, I was able to, uh, get into just came from like referral and like people, you know, reaching out and asking, you know, are you available? And, um, so that side of it is like, it's so amazing to me that, um, the people, you know, that that's how the industry works and it's all word of mouth and it's really true. It's, it's who, you know, um, but I think beyond that, you know, you can know everyone and not get a job. So it, it takes, it takes just leaning into the, the personal side of, of business and, you know, interacting with people and, and keeping in touch with people and not just being, uh, you know, a, a talented person, but being a, a kind person, a generous person, someone, you know, that people want to interact with and hang out with. And so it's, there's so many elements to it, but, um, yeah, those few jobs that, that came in, I, I just see as like, um, like God looking out for me and providing, you know, when I really didn't have anything else going on. Uh, it's, it's, it's really fun to look back at and, and just see how it all kind of shakes out, you know, in the end. No, and, you know, we, we had talked about that, like I said previously, another phone call, you know, we're both people of faith and I don't, I don't shove that down anyone's throat. I think that your life should be an example of who you are and that should lead people to, you know, you know, your why and, and what fills you up. And, um, I think the big thing is, is knowing that and having that confidence too, that really helps, right? Knowing that you have this provision of your life that, you know, you're living in a way where you, it's not that you expect good things to happen, but you, you lack certain fears maybe that others might have because you know that mm -hmm. there's someone or, you know, there's God's there and he's bigger than those problems. And that ultimately, you know, if we're leaning into our work, we're, we're using our talents and we're a good person that something's going to happen on the other side of that. Now, with that being said, you know, you do have to develop relationships. So I was talking with Will on the last podcast and I said the same thing. It's 
you know, sometimes in life it's about who you know and, and will kind of add it just like you did uh, as well as, but you have to be also able to provide a value to that group, right? And that's what you're saying. You have to be able to do good work. Um, another question that I have um, is in the aspect of working with people, was there someone that was kind of instrumental in helping you uh, at some point in your career, um, you know, so far that you're like, whoa, like I learned a lot from this particular person about X, Y, or Z, and that kind of shifted some things for me? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I'm really inspired by others, and I think, uh, what's that quote? It's like, you know, great artists steal or whatever, and I think stealing is like, creatively, it's one of the one of the best things because it, it, it gets your mind in like another way of, of, uh, of doing things that you wouldn't have done had you just been doing things your way the whole time. Um, and so I'll mention a buddy of mine who, uh, he's a, a few years older than me, but we met at church and he's a, he's a creative guy, video dude, his name's Tyler. And, uh, I had always looked up to just kind of his like creative visual style and like the music that he would use and, and videos and, um, and just kind of like his, just his craft, uh, was, was really interesting to me. And, um, it turns out like you know, later on in life, like we end up reconnecting and he refers me to a couple of like the coolest jobs I've ever had. And so I'll always just have a, uh, just a huge, uh, debt of gratitude to him for, um, for just thinking of me in those times. And we're not like close buddies or whatever. We just, you know, we, uh, we just know each other and like, I think we we each appreciate what we do, and um, and so to Tyler, I would say thank you for uh, for just being being a good dude, and um, and uh, yeah, just someone I look up to creatively, and he's he works in the business today as a DP, and uh, he's got a got a sweet little family, and is just doing it, and um, just uh, just a, a neat person that I was able to to meet in life. And it's interesting how those people come into our life. And like you said, um, we have relationship to whatever extent it is. But, you know, when you're doing things, to have that mutual respect for each other is um, something that you definitely earn. And so, you know, just as much as he was willing to show you certain things, he's sometimes, you know, I know people only willing to show or share or make that time investment if they feel that person, unfortunately, sometimes is, is just worth it, right? You'd hope they'd help yeah. everybody. But, you know, usually when you're doing things at a pretty high level. You're like, okay, if I'm going to spend some time, it's because I, I believe this person can, can do some stuff. And so to have that relationship is, is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it is. And also to be able to like, to be able to put someone on and, you know, um, just like refer someone to, you know, to an opportunity or whatever is, is a huge gift. And, and that my, my story with Tyler, you know, inspires me to like, do that for someone else and 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 will is like a, a perfect example for that the last month you know i've been like trying to find like what's next for me career wise and will is like you know he's, he's the guy to know in the golf world and he's like you know linking me up with people and like introducing me to people and it's you know it's it's a very uh it's a it's something that is um is so meaningful and um so to be able to do it for others is uh is just as important yeah just kind of continuing that gift right like someone gives you a chance uh, and or opportunity and you, you want to continue to spread that um exactly 
through this process, I'm, I'm so stoked to be on the podcast with you, man. So like through this process, yeah, um, same. <laughs> is, is there some, um, you know, good, good, uh, stories or memories that you'd want to share? It, it could be one in particular, you know, there's gotta be something that's happened around this journey. I mean, you know, that, you know, I don't know, maybe it's in LA and you're running around tapes and an engine and a car blows up or, you know, something happens on a set or, um, and or anything, man, is there any, like, doesn't have to be funny. doesn't have to be sad. Just, is there any interesting stories or memories that you have so far through this journey of what you've been doing for work that would be interesting to share on the podcast? That's a good question. Um, interesting stories. Um, let me think, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I worked, I worked at Apple music for a couple of years and, uh, it was, uh, an insane job, you know, just the people, the artists that would come in and come through the, through the studio on a daily basis. Like you would always have, you know, some characters and, and, and just the, you know, just the randomness of it all. And like, uh, these musicians and artists that you would meet, um, was always, uh, you just, you just never knew like what the day was going to look like. Um, and I remember one day I heard that, uh, I heard Gary V was like on, on campus and I was like, Oh man, that'd be cool to, to meet him. And, um, I was walking, like grabbing a coffee and, and I ran into him and, uh, just got to introduce myself and it wasn't like, you know, I just wanted to say what's up. I just wanted to say hi. And, uh, he said like, what's up? And just, you know, spent like, literally 20 seconds and just looking at him is like, dude, you can tell this guy is, you know, he's about what he says he's about. Like he looked like so tired and just like, kind of like, you know, on, <laughs> on, uh, on living on life support. Like he looks like just exhausted, but you know, still took the time to, to say hi. And, um, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a very, very funny experience. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really get like too um, like meeting famous people or, or whatever. Like, I think it's important to remind it, to remind yourself that we're all people and we're all doing, you know, what we're passionate about and, and, you know, what we believe we were called to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think there's, it, it's fun looking at, you know, kind of the work I've done and the people that I've met and finding a common thread you know that everyone wants to wants to be wants to do the best at whatever they do and um it's uh i, I think that's that's just an important quality to to strive for is is just greatness it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be self-centered or like i'm going to be the, the best in my field or whatever but just like that that confidence and and uh and drive you know to to be better than you were the day before. Well, what they say, if you want to be the best at something, be the best version of yourself, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and, and, and like, go ahead. I, and I think I, this year I've learned, man, that like investing in in yourself is is the best thing that you can do. You know, as as a person that is um, is creative and and constantly you know creating for others and. Um, kind of focused on projects that other people are hiring you to do, you know, it, it kind of became, it became, uh, 
I kind of lost focus at like, you know, my own like mental health and like, what am I doing to, to, to be the best version of me? And, and so I think it's also important to, you know, to remember whatever you do, like to always look out for, for number one, maybe, you know, number two, whatever your, your situation may be, which is yourself, you know, actually can't cancel that. Like you should always be, you know, looking out for yourself and, you know, even though you put others before yourself, uh, just be, just be aware that, you know, if you're not right and if you're not, um, happy, then, then it's, it's so difficult to do, to do things for others. No, I think that's so big that you speak on that. I, I tell people all the time, you know, me and my wife, we, we run the gym and, and people know that we've been doing it for 10 years. And, you know, basically what I run is a, a small group every hour on the hour at the gym, right? Like people, when they're working out, they, you know, when someone trusts you with their body, like, you know, that's their life vessel. They, they pretty much trust you with anything. So, you know, over time we've, we've, you know, worked with a lot of people that are going through a lot of different problems, a lot of different things. And my answer has always been this, the best version of yourself to others is when you're the best version of yourself to you. Um, you have to make that investment. You know, mental health is a, is a very big thing. You know, physical health is a very big thing. And I think that um, people tend, especially people that are givers um, or, you know, everyone deals with it, but a lot of people that are, you know, very caring or, or they're givers by nature or no, I wouldn't say accommodators, but they're, they're into making sure that people, you know, feel good. Sometimes the last person that they decide to invest into them themselves. And it's a very common thing, right? And the world tells us that we have to be perfect and good at everything. And Instagram's only highlights. And, you know, a lot of people are not willing to say like, Hey man, like I need to carve out like 30 minutes for myself to just go on a walk or just to like, I don't know, take a yeah. picture or do something that like I need to do. And, and it's almost like the world has guilted us into personal time being something that is a waste of time. And um, the more that gets perpetuated through, um, you know, the glorification of, you know, working or glorification of, you know, accomplishing. Um, I think that's something that most people n n like hearing about me, but not really knowing me would think, you know, I'm a 4am riser, I work out, I do all those different things. But part of the reason why I wake up at 4am is because that's the only hour that I'm not stealing time from anyone else. My, yeah. fam my family's not awake and that's the time that I get to invest into me. So people look at me like I'm crazy that I'm up at that hour doing those things. And I'm like, Hey, <laughs> I, if I don't, if I don't do that for myself, I can't be a great person on a podcast. I can't be a good father. I can't, I mean, I can, but not to the best version, right? Like you yeah. have to take that time for yourself just to feel, you know, at least that you're, you're, pouring into your own cup sometimes. And, um, you know, for yourself, I would just encourage you to, you know, continue to find that time for yourself and, and be creative. You know, sometimes, you know, the last person that wants to work on the car is the mechanic, <laughs> right? Cause you're working with cars all day. Sometimes the, the last thing I want to do is work out or maybe the last That's thing I want to do is go That's edit it. So yeah. Let me, the last thing you want to do is go edit a video for yourself, but it's like, you know, you have to <laughs> yeah. just get yourself back into the, that, that passion phase. And it's not that you've lost it, but it's just, remembering why you got into something, right? And just being inspired. So um, real quick for you, this is a golf, you know, somewhat of a golf centric podcast. Um, you've done some work right. in, in, in the golf space. Um, I would say that, you know, from the people that you've worked with and, and the quality work that you do now with the contacts that you have as well, you know, I'm sure there's tons of people that love to work with you. Um, but from what you've seen uh, in the golf industry as someone that maybe didn't start in it, um, 
what are some words of advice you give to a new golfer? That's one of the questions I ask everyone. So this is going to be pretty cool because, you know, from what I understand, you didn't grow up with golf, but you ended up in the industry. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, golf, you know, it was a, it was a personal thing first. Um, I started playing when I was young, kind of lost it, you know, in high school, college days, and then got back into it later in life. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So from your perspective and then being around golf at a fairly high level and around a lot of people that are, you know, I, I know that no one really, you know, rocks your world, but you have been able to go do some amazing things in the golf space that most people haven't. Um, from your perspective as a person and your life story, what are some words of advice you give to a new golfer? I would say, you know, if, if you're a new golfer and you're looking to get into the sport, um, I would, you know, find your community and, and find people that you want to play with, whether that's like super serious, you know, weekday golfers that like throw a bunch of money on the line, or if that's just like, you know, you and the boys just hacking it up on a Saturday or whatever. Um, I kind of see golf as like two kind of two kind of uh, pools right now. You have like the people that just love to play and um you know just get out whenever they can and then like the whole create creativity side of of the game is is uh is exploding right now and you know everyone's dipping their toes into what it means to to be a creative in the space and i think that's so cool um so the creative side it's like everyone is is going to do you know whatever whatever they think is is cool and um, there's so many different perspectives, you know, when it comes to golf and creativity and, you know, people that make swing videos or people that make these more like lifestyle type things. Um, so there's something for everyone. And, uh, I, th I think it's just all about like finding whatever it is that kind of excites you to, to go out and play. I think that's fair advice. I think that you're totally on. Uh, point with where people need to meet golf with what works for them right and you know uh, what would your words of advice be for a veteran golfer this is maybe someone who's been in the sport a long time um, and or just been playing golf uh, for a significant amount of time what, what was your words of advice for them uh, to veteran golfers I would say uh, you know represent the game with like the best uh, intentions and don't be uh don't be that jackass that's like not, you know, holding this uh, this awesome sport in, in a positive light because there's so many there's so many people that uh, or at least that you know you always see people that kind of um, are that fit the stereotype of like angry like you know uh, sad it's just kind of like um, negative golfer and. Uh, if you've been playing for a long time, you know, people are going to look at you and look up to you, uh, as someone that's playing, like knows all the knowledge and knows all the, you know, the advice they can give. So represent, uh, represent the sport with honor and, uh, and do that for the rest of us that are, um, that love it. And, you know, that, that, uh, that it's our escape and it's our, it's our time to just like, get away from the world for, you know, three or four hours and, and unplug. So do us a solid and, and hold it down. Don't be a D bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Now, this is uh, number six is my favorite question to ask, um, and it's always towards the end. And it's a two-part question, and you can interpret the question however you'd like. So there, there obviously is no wrong answer. Um, number six is, what impact do you want to have on the game of golf, and what do you want to be remembered for? Wow. Big questions, man. Um, game of golf? Um, I don't think I really want to have, like, I, I'm not trying to, like, inspire, like, to move others, like, golf is such a personal game. I think the biggest impact I can have is, is by just, you know, enjoying it to the best of my ability. And hopefully that will encourage others, you know, to, um, to get into it or to, to find the value in community and and the value in doing something together and inclusive inclusivity and, you know, um, just, just, using it as a tool to, uh, to unplug. So that might be a little bit of a selfish answer, but I think, uh, I think if, if you enjoy it for yourself first, then it just bleeds over into all other aspects. Um, you don't have to be a golf hero. You don't have to be like a, you know, like trying to save the game. Like the game's already saved. Um, what you got to do is just enjoy it for yourself and, and prioritize that. And then the rest will fall in. And then the second question, what was it? What do you want to be remembered for? What do you want to be remembered for? Um, this year, I've kind of like, I've been inspired to be bold. And um, so I just want to be remembered as like someone that's bold and, um, you know, speaks his mind and and doesn't kind of worry about uh, what, this, what the status quo is and, and um so yeah boldness i want to be remembered for boldness and i think it's a scary kind of trait that um you know that we're not really like conditions to learn in our modern society like the what i think what we're what we're taught is to like you know please everyone and and you know not make too much noise or not you know not get in the way of of the bigger picture but it's the bold ones that uh, go the farthest and that, you know, make the most of their time on the surf. And so I want to be in that category. I love that, dude. Um, boldness is too, I think, you know, just to speak a little bit on that is you saying that it is being bold, right? Like taking mm. that stance and saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do this, right? Cause like now it's accountability, right? You, you put it out there and you know, well, there's one thing that, you know, I wouldn't say he's bold, but I mean, there is qualities there. Um, it's my father-in-law. I think he's a little crazy sometimes, but he will tell you exactly where he's at all the time, yeah. whether you're ready to hear it or not. And um, it's not something he just does with me. He does it with everybody. And he's actually really easy to deal with because you'll never be guessing. And I think sometimes that, you know, that could be categorized as bold, but, you know, just having that mentality that, you know, self-ownership is saying, nope, like I, I don't really sign up for that. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea or X, Y, or Z. And just having the commitment to uh, omit those feelings and, um, everyone, like I said, everyone's perspective is their reality and people need to validate how other people feel. You don't have to agree, but you should listen. Yeah, absolutely. I agree to that. You know, everyone deserves, uh, to be heard. Um, 
not everyone deserves to be agreed with, but everyone deserves to be heard. And uh, I think it's part of, you know, part of this this awesome world that we live in is that, um, you know, a random, like, whatever comment from Will could could bring us together and, you know, for this conversation and we can hear each other out and, and talk and discuss and at the end of it, um, you know, can have the utmost respect for each other. And I think that's, that's what's important is, uh, hearing everyone's perspective and, and respecting others. That's like, uh, it's the greatest calling loving others. Hey, it's what we're called to do, right? Yeah. I'm going to go back up to a little bit about um, the background before we jump off here because I'll be honest, it's a very honest podcast. I think some stuff was going on with the, the podcast while I was there, but I, I want to touch up again on the background and, and kind of who you are. We've talked about um, you know, you having this um, really journey in creativity that was encouraged by your mother, was encouraged by your father. Um, early on, you were into music and that kind of like led that way from you excuse me, that, that led the way for you into the things that you were eventually going to do that we've just been talking about. Is there any other part of your background or your upbringing or about who you are that you feel was um, left unmentioned? Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, we talked about your yeah. siblings, you being the oldest of three, correct? You have two younger siblings. Yeah, I do. And uh, my younger siblings, you know, were we all have similarities, but we all couldn't be, you know, I think more different in our own ways. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's a really funny thing to, to think about that you have, um, you know, relatives and family that are, you know, that you can be so similar, but, but, uh, but so different in your own way. Um, other parts of my upbringing, um, I was born and raised in the church, which is, uh, which was um, just a huge blessing and, and um, you know, ex- accepted Christ early on. And, um, and so that was, I think that's, that's a, that's a huge part of, of my upbringing and just kind of, you know, realizing that, uh, that I'm here for a reason and um, that, you know, ultimately God has a plan for my life and that he is uh he is sovereign and, and he is king. Amazing, man. I, I appreciate you um, kind of dipping into that a little bit as well and, 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 and knowing a little bit more of your why. Um, you know, if people want to reach you out, reach to you, reach out to you and they want to find a place to work with you or, or connect, you know, wh- where can they find you? I mean, I, I found you through a referral and then I was able to try to track you down through Instagram. But, you know, is there is there an email? Is there a website? Is Instagram the best? You know, what ways can people get get more of you yeah instagram that's the way to go um i'm at Reiten, r-e-i-t-e-n and uh yeah instagram is kind of the like the the processing like you know mood board centric just creative pool um and so yeah that's that's the best way to, to get in touch with me and my email's up there if anyone wants to uh, log on to the old Gmail and, and fire off a fire off a, a lengthy message, but um, yeah, that's, that's the spot. I love hearing that Instagram is the mood board. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, that's that's a great way of putting. It. I've never heard that. I always learn something new, and it is true. I mean, I guess it is kind of like 
uh, self-expression a little bit. I, I've always called it the 21st century business card, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it is. It's like, it is. it's like, yo, what's your IG? And then you can kind of just like connect with people, <laughs> DM. And, it, and honestly, what's cool about it too is, um, you know, say you're, you're kind of communicating with someone you've never communicated with, but you want to connect with them. They can kind of just vet you by going through your Instagram like that. Yeah, What's this totally person? Dude, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, and then they have a little bit of context. It's almost like shopping on Amazon. You're just like, okay, yeah. that, that's how that that's how that works. Okay, I guess maybe I'll I buy that. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's hilarious. Yeah, and to the business card thing, I was making business cards the other week for like a networking event, and I was like, I was sitting there like cutting them up and printing them out, and I was like, man, this is such a, you know, do we do this anymore? Like, people are just like trying to you know, link up on social and like exchange handles and, but, uh, you know, it's important to keep business cards around, like as, as you know, you're a business owner, so you got to cover all your bases. Yeah. And, and it is true. Like I have business cards, but what I ended up doing is just putting my Instagram link on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. like, Hey man, like you could shoot me a, a text or a phone call or even an email, but like if you DM yeah. me, I'm going to see it way faster. Unfortunately, my screen time is obnoxious. Um, I'm yeah. working on it, but you know, I get in arguments. I wouldn't call it arguments. I get in marital conversations with my wife and it's uh, not because I'm not paying attention to her or my family. It's just like, she'll see, you know, cause for work I'm all over the place, right? I might be here. I might be right. there. So like I am working and we do fine, but it's one of those things that one day she saw my screen time and she's like, how are you averaging six hours a day on your phone? I was like, uh, those are rookie <laughs> numbers, man. You got to get those numbers up. And I was just like that. And I was like, oh, exactly, exactly. I was like, hey, you know, like everyone I'm talking to is on this platform. Da, da, da. And she's just like, yeah, All right. she's like, monitor it because you don't want to get sucked in. I'm like, what do you mean? It's my world. That's kind of like, you know, it's not my actual world, but that's, you know, like I said, Will said this earlier. Where you do business. Yeah. It's, it, Will said it, it was so funny. I thought it was so funny. It's literally like the, the waiting room to like meet everybody, right? Like everyone's totally. just kind of in there or the clubhouse is maybe how you said it. Like everyone's just kind of chilling and you're like, oh, maybe Dude, I want to talk just, to that person. You just mentioned clubhouse. I was just about to tell you, have you heard about this app called clubhouse? I have not. It, you were teaching oh, me something man. new. It is so cool. So I think it's it got started a few months ago. It's basically like just an app where people can go to and have conversations using your voice. So you, you pop into a room and there's just people talking and there's different like, you know, categories of, of topics that you can jump into. It, it sounds very like kind of, I don't know, kind of weird and like creepy, but um, there are some cool just like communities and topics you can get into. And so the way the app works is like you press this button, you raise your hand, like if you want to turn your microphone on and, and speak to everyone in the room. But uh, it's a, it's a really cool platform, and it feels like it's it's like you know the next big kind of app to go viral. Hey, um, you know what? I'm I'm always willing to listen. I mean, and yeah, yeah. There's there's going to be traction there, and there might be um, a lot more traction for the fact that everyone's actually desiring you know human connection since everyone's been kind of isolated exactly. to their house, right? You can kind of yep. voice your opinion, express things. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of community. Uh, monitoring in there because that could go yeah any which way but you know what if it's let it fly let it fly it'll work yeah definitely man. clubhouse you're gonna have to dm me uh <laughs> the link yeah just uh just look for it clubhouse it's got there's uh there's a dude holding a guitar on the app icon it's very like nondescript and just super laid back it's really funny that's cool well Hey, I appreciate your time. I value you as a person. Um, I also value you as a brother in Christ. 
thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for your time. Um, and thanks for, you know, being insightful on, you know, your life and what you're doing. And I just want to continue encouraging you to um, keep being you, man. The best version of you is the best version of you to everybody else. So just keep crushing it. And thanks for spending the time with me today. It means a lot. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it, Charlie. We got to uh, get out on the course sometime. Um, would love to love to do that. And uh, appreciate you having me on, man. This was really fun. Thank you.